profit. The Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky. Last night I tried some raw oysters. I want all my picks back and I want David goddamn Putney just because I feel like it. You're out of your mind. I am Dre Fogue and I'm the transfer. Coach, show them just in case they don't like your jacket. Can you go buy another one, Coach, if you need one? We'll get it. Errant Rogers, E-R-R-A-N-T Rogers. Back Joe's podcast, week seven preview. We're all in the same room, baby. It's good to be back. It's a great feeling. Good to be breathing the same air. Back yeah. Judge here. No, no more anchor. No more anchor. No more. No more of that Dolan rat. That yeah. rascal. Yeah, that was that was a disaster. Yeah, we're, yeah, never gonna do that again. Uh, <laughs> he actually he had some stuff he was he was texting me about that he wanted to he wanted to bring up. He was he was tuning his own horn a little bit. Oh, let's air it, man. Yeah, he, he was. <laughs> Just, it reminds. He, he, he was just talking. He apparently, he hit some predictions, I guess, and he was he wanted to brag about it. Like, I guess I deleted my messages with him, but man. we can listen he, back he and find out. He, he led he led the podcast in interruptions. That's for damn sure. Bet the over on that hey, next time man, he's coming. You can't, you can't judge him. He's he's a, he's a he's new to the experience, and you know we're grateful to have to have JD on our. No, on our it, team. Was a, it was a great time. Great great time of the hair ride he had too. Yeah, hey ride, hey ride, Dolan, baby. Hey ride, Dolan. Uh, last night was the Broncos and Cards, and wow, rough one for for the Cards. Mike McCoy has already been canned. Byron Leftwich coming in. Yeah, that's it's, awesome. It's exciting, man. I guess. It's great that we're now seeing some of the uh, gems of our young football fandom starting to become coaches and yeah, on that's that next stage in their life. So Byron Leftwich. And I just wanted to that. ask you guys, what are the chances that Steve Wilkes is one and done? Do you think? Because just looking at it from a perspective of Josh Rosen, young quarterback, paired with a defensive mind, obviously if this Brian Leftwich thing works out, you could say, okay, we're going to keep Byron Leftwich as our OC because Rosen did well under him. But just as right now, if you guys had to say, like, do you think he's going to be out after this year? Because the other way I look at it too is if you're Michael Bidwell, like, Kime just got a DUI this offseason. Like, yeah. there's like mm-hmm. you, you really feel like you could go for an overhaul. And this has been a very like steady conservative kind of franchise the past ten years. Kime has been there. He's had to have been there for you know yeah. at least five to eight years or something like that. Um, I still just would not. I would still bet on him being there uh, next year just because I feel like you got to give a coach two years. Um, this team still, even though I've been the resident Cardinals apologist, this team still has a really bad offensive line and. Just has a lot of holes all over their this team, so I don't know what you we really were expecting out of Wilkes. Uh, it seems like eight and eight kind of would be a huge win for them, and it's even it sh- makes Bruce Arians even look better the fact that he got this team to eight and eight last year with Blaine Gabbard and Drew Stanton as uh, their quarterbacks. So yeah, I'm with Tommy just in that uh, kind of I guess way of thinking where I would never fire a coach after uh, after one year unless they were to. Blatantly, things were blatantly blowing up in the locker room, or you were just consistently losing games that you should be at least competing in or winning in. So I think you got to give Wilkes another year. But I definitely am not. Uh, I'm not against the whole idea of Arizona 
kind of reshifting their identity in the way where, you know, and I know it starts with something subtle, but change the uniforms, you know, uh, you got you got a new quarterback, maybe get, <laughs> get, get rid of the GM, give, give Wilkes a little more time, but there is, Fitzgerald's getting old, Pat Pete is, I know I said he was getting old earlier in the season, and I know that that might be a little bit of an overstatement, but I still kind of think he's, he's getting a little bit old, he's nearing 30, and as a cornerback in the NFL... 30 is kind of a dreadful, maybe 31. Almost like running age. backs. Yeah. yeah. Well, you see like Revis kind of falls off after 30 and like guys like that, uh, you know. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I think that there's a lot of problems in Arizona right now, and I think that they kind of expected this. So yeah, I, 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 would, I think firing Wilkes would be an overreaction. I think I'm definitely more on – I'm buying more of the overhaul. I know we had a little text conversation about Patrick Peterson potentially being traded. I saw that. Hassan Reddick might even be traded too. I saw that yeah, he potentially could be on the That's kind of interesting. That's which is interesting me. because yeah. there's no, this isn't a new GM in here. Uh, they they took him kind of a bit of a reach at the time, but we all kind of liked his potential uh, in that 2017 draft. But uh, so yeah, I, I definitely could buy an overall here, but I think you got to give Wilkes another year. Absolutely. Too so many lines in the uniforms. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's the truth. Um, let's get into this week seven. Let's uh, pretty good slate. I want to first game. I guess I'll, I'll I'll throw the first one out there. I want to talk about Panthers Eagles, because the Panthers are a team that I did not like very much going into the year. I think it's and fair to say none of us. None did. of us were big fans, but they they're sitting there at three and two, and they've kind of had an up and down season so far. I mean, they had a big win against the Falcons, who maybe aren't as good as we thought they were, but then they you they know lost. They lost. They didn't. Get no, I'm sorry. Game. I'm sorry. They lost to the Falcons, and then they beat the. Um, Cowboys in week one they also beat the Bengals mm-hmm. and so this is a team that has been up and down and then they just lost to the Redskins who had gotten demolished by the Saints earlier you know the, the mm-hmm. week prior so Panthers are kind of a team that I'm not too confident in yet and then the Eagles are also a team that I'm more confident in me mainly just because they're Super Bowl champions and Carson Wentz but they're still a team that has also been up and down throughout the year so I think this is a really interesting matchup just in that sense that these are two teams that have had kind of shaky starts to the year, but still find themselves very much in contention in both their yeah. divisions. Absolutely. I think it's a super interesting matchup, and uh, I definitely would lean towards the Eagles at home in this one just because I can't. you can't even – it's like at this point you can't really even call it inconsistency from Carolina. It's more of just like this is what they do yeah, every they year. Are, yeah. It's yeah. like it's almost like, wait, did they win 11 games well, last Cam year or did Newton, they man. win seven? It looks like it seemed like they – because I remember watching the game in Chicago last year and it's kind of a throwback. They lost I think 17-3. to Eddie Jackson had two yeah. defensive touchdowns. And like you still won 11 games dropping that game. And like they, some games they just don't show up and they're, they have – just the way their offense works, it's very unique. They don't have the outside playmakers to really like beat you down down the field consistently, but sometimes it's, Cam will just unleash his arm on you, and he'll use, utilize the tight ends, and McCaffrey will be running all over the place, and the defense is working. So I definitely will lean Eagles. I'm pretty confident they'll win this game, but they've got some problems of their own to solve, so it really should be an interesting matchup, and definitely two juggernaut teams in the way where you know they both have really good quarterbacks, and they're both playing these teams are both teams that are definitely playing for a Super Bowl this year I and mean, you can't say that about everybody right at this point in the season yeah I would agree but I definitely see this as a game where we're going to see one team start to pick up steam and build up consistency and the other team maybe return to down to expectations where we had them and I'm and I think the Eagles are going to win this game um I mean I guess I wouldn't say handedly but I could see this being the 24-20 Eagles win or maybe 27 uh 27-20 just a one possession game that the Eagles kind of eke out the Panthers have a good defense um and like you were saying Lee and this 
they kind of have almost a Cowboys type thing where they don't have as many playmakers on the outside, and Christian McCaffrey really is their number one off uh, option in their offense. Uh, so I think that will limit them, and I still I like the Eagles to continue to build that consistency coming off that Giants spin. Yeah. Um, so I like I'm going to be fading really hard on the Panthers if they don't show up well. In this yeah, game I, think I, that, think that I think that this game, honestly, is going to be you know two diverging paths for both these teams. Absolutely. I think we're going to see the Eagles, after putting up a, a really good offensive performance against the Giants, kind of you know assert themselves once more as the best team in the NFC East and a contender for the Super Bowl, a contender in the NFC, and the Panthers kind of start to, to fall back a little bit. Um, so let's move on to another game, Lee. What's the one you want to kind of? I guess I'll choose. Uh, I'll choose the next pick here, and uh, I don't know. I think this one's interesting, and it might be me overanalyzing it a little bit. I've picked against the Jets at home two weeks in a <laughs> row now. I lost picking against them with Denver, and last week I picked against them, and I'm completely spacing on who they played. Indy, Indy yeah. I picked the Colts and I picked the Broncos. Are these three straight home games? Yeah, this is their third straight home game. So now the Jets <laughs> they're are playing, comfy. Yeah, they're playing their third straight home game and. Two weeks ago, people were calling for Bulls' head a little bit, and everyone was questioning, you know, the week-to-week uh, antics of of NFL, the NFL media, or whatever, what have you. And now we, they have the Vikings, and this is ob- objectively the this is the best team of those three that'll be coming to uh, coming to MetLife and playing the Jets. And I'm really interested to see how Darnold, who has had a very solid past couple of weeks, is gonna is gonna play against this, uh, I guess, elite Vikings defense. If not elite, then very good. Um, so I mean. And the Vikings, on the other hand, we talked about them a little bit earlier uh, before we started potting. About they have a lot of interesting things going on with their team right now. They can't really get their running game established, and some, they're losing some pieces on their defense. Their pass rush isn't quite as good. So this is definitely a really interesting spot for both teams. I think I like. Part of me really wants to pick the Jets just because I picked against them two, risky survivor, two weeks in a row. So I'm definitely eyeballing that as my risky survivor. I think no one is safe in the Meadowlands no. right now. And the Vikings uh, have had trouble with rookie QBs. So back to, to Josh Allen and, they have, the, they and have. the Bills. So I think this could be a super interesting matchup. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Jets here. I think, wow. I think this is going to be a huge week for the, uh, for the NFC North, uh, specifically the Detroit Lions. We'll get to that later. But I'm I'm gonna start this one off with with my risky survivor, and I'm I'm taking Sammy D for three uh, in a row. You know that would be good for me. It puts Bulls right back in that Coach of the Year yeah. conversation. Puts them right the back in that pool. that sixth spot in the yeah. AFC. I love that. I'm gonna lead Vikings here. That's you know I don't know. I just it's a little rich for me to. No, to absolutely. Pick the, the I understand Jets. that. Respect the boldness, obviously, but I I think the Vikings are just a team that uh, other than that Bills game, they seem to do what they're supposed to do. Um, and I think that they'll go into the Meadowlands and win. Yeah, I'm with you, Clef. Uh, Sam Darnold has played consistently better every single week um, these past couple weeks and really had his best game so far last week against Indianapolis. But I think the Vikings just are a better team. I think it really kind of comes down to that, and they're going to find ways to make Dar- Darnold uncomfortable. I'm going to take yeah. uh, Zimmer and his ability to blitz, have yeah. those, just what he can do as a defensive mind to Darnold. Um, and the Vikings just, like we were talking about earlier with the NFC North being wide open, they really need this win, and I'm just going to lean with the better team, but I definitely, 
I guess I wouldn't be shocked if the Jets won because yeah. they're definitely a competitive team. I'm there. just saying 30, 34 and 42 points the past two weeks in those yeah. two games at home. That's a lot of points to well, be putting up. So I'm just saying more as a – and I'm not super confident that Jets will win this game, and I like the risky survivor idea, and I'm sticking with it. But I just think it's an interesting uh, – kind of an interesting headline. The Jets are – you know, they're averaging 40 points a game at home their past two games or just around that, and they've got a really – a uh, solid team who, like Adam says, tends to do what they're supposed to do coming into town. These are the, these are the kinds of games that get you into the playoffs, in my yeah. opinion. So you got to defend. And that if home you lose, that the type of games that keep you out. Exactly. Of them, so. This, so this is I mean we're getting this has been a recurring theme the past couple podcasts, and then every week I feel like the the stakes are just up. We were just talking about the different you know paths and narratives that are going to be formed with that Panthers Eagles game. Same with this Jets Vikings game. If the Jets win this game, they'd be what four and two? Four, I think four, four and two three? or four and three? Yeah. I'll check. <laughs> Either way, I mean, they would put themselves in the driver's seat to be that second and be spot four and three. in the AFC East. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, if they beat the Vikings, that would be an, uh, just a huge win for them. And they really can start to – they can sneak into that sixth playoff spot. That was a big club prediction. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Coming, going, coming into the year. So, Tommy, why don't, you, why don't you sh- shoot a game out here? Yeah, there's a lot of games from this this early slate that I'm, uh, that I'm really interested in. Um, but I kind of want to talk about the – Jeez. I'm just going to Patriots-Bears. Yeah, I mean, it's either Patriots-Bears or Browns-Bucks. I got it. Um, <laughs> oh, Patriots-Bears. Why, why, why are you why are we talking about, about Why are we talking about Browns-Bucks? What do you have to say? About, let's just give you a quick a minute right now. Go ahead and say what you have to say about the Browns-Bucks. What's interesting about that game? Well, one, I mean, yeah. this is my technical risky survivor is the Browns is the Browns winning against the Buccaneers. They're underdogs. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. It's a technical underdog pick. There's three point underdogs in Tampa Bay. Bet on the Loyola Club game in Peoria. <laughs> Bet on that instead. You, you, you forget it. Let me, let me give a minute. All right, Carlos Hyde just got traded today to Jacksonville for first, for a fifth round pick. Let's see what Nick Chubb can do in this offense. Baker Mayfield is going up against a really awful secondary, arguably the worst defense uh, in the NFL. Mike right Smith now. just got canned. Yeah, Mike Smith just got canned. Uh, and then conversely. The Buccaneers are kind of, even though they lost both the games uh, that they had been in, I mean, with Jameis Winston, um, Jameis has been playing pretty good, actually, and has been keeping them in. Uh, they've been playing in a lot of shootouts. So I, I'm just kind of interested in that game. I'm, I'm interested in the quarterbacks and which should be uh, a little bit of a high-scoring game. And it's my it's my risky survivor to take the Browns. So uh, we can move on to the Bears. All right, Bears, Pats. Go ahead. Talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is this is obviously an interesting game. We were a little bit talking talking about this off mic uh, before before the uh, before the show. Um, but I, uh, I I'm liking the Patriots here. They're two and a half point dogs uh, in Soldier Field. Aren't they favorites? Or three? Yeah, two and a half point favorites. My fault. Um, but this is just a huge huge game. I think for the Bears, you know, are really they're really they they've had this this game circled on their calendar. Uh, or on the other side, the Patriots really have, and this is just kind of another game for Brady here in year uh, 18. But I'm just really interested to see the matchup of the Bears defense. He struggled last week against Miami, going up against at home in the confines of Soldier Field, going up against this Patriots offense who's been getting better every week now that Josh Gordon has kind of immersed himself uh, in their offense. And then on the other side, to see what is Mitchell Trubisky going to do. Last time he was at home, he had the best game of his career against Tampa Bay. And him with that Matt Nagy play calling, uh, I just think this game could be a little bit more interesting than it, we definitely would have thought before the year. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still probably leaning with the Patriots. 
Yeah. Uh, the, the way I look at this game is what a blown opportunity it is kind of for the Bears going on off of last week. Yeah. That's... To, to, like, to give up 380 yards passing to Brock Osweiler and lose that game in the fashion that they did. They blew it in the fourth quarter, absolutely blew it. I mean, Trubisky even led a, you know, a game-winning touchdown drive with two minutes left and then only to have Brock Osweiler throw it over to Albert Wilson for yeah. them to send yeah. it to overtime. And so that game was insane on its own, but the Bears definitely lost that game, you know, in a sense. And so now you're three and two when you could have been four and one, and the Soldier Field would have been rocking. Yeah. And you could have had a really great chance to beat a Patriots team who isn't exactly that great. But now you have this weird Miami loss, like hanging in your closet. Yeah. And That's what there's a very good team. chance that you just come in and, and lose by 17 points to the Patriots. You're three and three. And the season is just kind of over. Exactly. So that's the way I look at this game. If you gave up 380 yards passing to Brock Osweiler, obviously a few of that was him just throwing it sideways to Albert Wilson. But still, God help you it was with Tom Brady yeah. coming to town. And, I mean, Patriots aren't going to be phased by Soldier Field or anything. They just beat the Chiefs last week who were arguably one of the – probably the, still are a top three team in the NFL. So I just don't see the Bears – Winning this one, and I'm frankly shocked that the Patriots are only two and a half point yeah. uh, favorites. I would, I would predict them to win by more than a touchdown. I've been over here nodding like a bobblehead for the yeah. past minute, and in agreement with everything you're saying because you took the words right out of my mouth. I actually will pat myself on the back right now and say, before the season, I remember saying. The Bears are going to lose that first game to Green Bay, and I said that the next four weeks are very interesting for them because yeah. they have or five weeks because they yeah. have bye, and then they they had Seattle, uh, Arizona. And Miami, and and then the Patriots, right? So yeah. That, or I'm, I'm Tampa, in, Tampa. Tampa, Tampa, exactly. So it was Seattle, Arizona, Miami, and Tampa. Those are the four teams you're playing before New England. And yeah. like Klepp said, you could be four and one. Yeah. Hosting the Patriots, Soldier Field, it'll be rocking. But a four and one rocking is a little bit different than yeah, a three and two rocking. Yeah. Coming off the overtime loss to Miami, so uh, I guess to you made all the points I wanted to make to close it down. I was going to just say that it's kind of. And I don't want to put all the blame on Trubisky, but I, I just think that that's kind of the predicament you got yourself into when you drafted him second. Yeah. In situations like that where you're up, you know, nine or, or if you're up eight points in the fourth quarter or you're up more than a possession in the fourth quarter, just closing down games and being able to be bigger than the situation as the quarterback of the team. I haven't seen Trubisky be able to do that yet, and I'm right there with both of you. I think this is a game, if I were a, uh, if I were a gambling man right now, I'd be drilling the the two and a half on the Patriots. And just like I said last week, my risky survivor was the Dolphins. The Bears are, you know, they're allowed to play outside as long as yeah. there's daylight out. Yeah. But when uh, you know starts getting dark out mid season, it's time to go home. Let the big boys come out and play. All right, different different teams are running the block. All right, absolutely. That, that, that's how it is. Uh, let's let's talk about this Texans Jags game because this is a game that maybe two three weeks into the season you would have thought would have had maybe some blowout to it with the Jags obviously getting off to a strong start and then kind of tailing off in the last few weeks. And the Texans got off to a slow start and then have been really playing somewhat well the last few weeks, at least winning games in in their own way. Um, then that being said, Deshaun Watson, I saw, has been hit, I think, 21 more times mm-hmm. than the – like 30, he's 32nd, and he's yeah. been hit 21 more times than the 31st most hit quarterback in the NFL. And also might have a punctured lung or something. Yeah, like and has some rib issues going on. I guess he's going to play. Um, but this game is in Jacksonville, 
And I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know what to think of this one because the Texans are a team that I really hated going into the year. And then the Jaguars are a team that I thought would probably just end up in the playoffs in the AFC despite Blake Bortles. But he has really sucked the last few weeks. Outside and, of the Patriots game is really Yeah, and the, the defense of the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, we were, I was saying before we started recording, this team reminds me of the Broncos from last year where the offense was so incompetent that even though they had a great defense, that defense just wasn't really motivated to play. Because they, what are you supposed to do in today's NFL if your offense can't put up more than 10 points a game? Yeah. So I, I'm really confused on which team I want to pick here. Maybe you guys can well, pull me over to one side or the other. I'm probably leaning towards the Jaguars just because they're at home. Uh, Does that I, matter? Well, who, well, who cares? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> There's a pool in their, in their, I, in their, in their stadium. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm well. What I'm saying, is I'm leaning towards the Jaguars, but I would probably I don't want to touch this game betting wise. But if I were to, I would take the Texans with five points because I feel like this is going to be one of those games that's going to be won in the last two minutes, just like an ugly AFC South game, uh, you know, where the it's tied, you know, 24-24 or something, and Jason Myers, not Jason Myers, they were the damn kickers. The Jaguars has to kick some some field goal in Everbank and. A uh, Carlos Hyde Ronald set it up. I, I just don't really know. There's just way too many questions on this Texans side for me. I just think this Jags defense is going to get after it. That O line is just so bad. Yeah, and that's that's something that's horrifying. Is that the I mean, but also on the Jaguar side, is their offensive line has sucked. They lost Cam Robinson for the year. Yeah, they're playing some third string left tackle. I don't even know his name. So Blake Bortles also isn't a dude who's very elusive. Where at least Watson has some ability to escape. But I would I would disagree with that. I mean, Blake Bortles can, like, uh, he can be, I don't know. really can do for you. Whatever. I know what you're saying. He's he, can't, not he, 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 he can't roll him out or whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah. To, and so the Texans also have J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney playing healthy together for the first time in ever. So this is, I think, could be a game that's, like, 7-6. to six. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with that. And I guess I don't really know where my head's at with this game necessarily, but I guess the past two minutes just kind of, uh, thinking everything through and and really trying to get a feel for for what I feel, I really I'm really confident the Jaguars are going to win this game. I guess Ooh. because I think that this is a spot where, as Blake Bortles, you you ought to perform to a level to win the game because if you don't, and I know don't get me wrong, I don't think there's a big home advantage here. It's still a home game in the NFL though, and you're going to lose uh, after the the. Absolute embarrassment of a performance they put on last week in in Jerry World, and you're going to come back to your your to Jacksonville and get tossed around by a Texans team that their quarterback is is getting hit more than anybody in the league. And I know Deshaun Watson's a great playmaker, but a lot of those plays are bombing the the ball down the field when he escapes pressure and making plays with his vision downfield and his feet. And I think the Jaguars are a team specifically where their DBs are too athletic and sticky for him to be able to do that all game. I think that, like Klepp said, it's going to be a low-scoring game. Both quarterbacks are probably going to get hit a good amount. But just as Blake Bortles, I'm kind of just pointing at him being like, listen, man, you're in a position now where, you know, uh, let me see the standings real quick here just for reference. Yeah, you're both three and three, and so are yeah. the Titans. You're you're in a division. You're in a stronghold in the division right now. This is a really important game, I think, as far as like as the season goes on. You know, the Texans are riding a three game winning streak. I just think the Jags. If if the Jags, I guess my final point is that the Jags want to avoid 
uh, the nightmare of sliding right now, sliding their way through this midseason with a bunch of losses. They need to get this home divisional win against the Texans. I think this game's really important, and I think the Jags recognize that, and I think their staff is good enough to get that message across. And so I'm going to the Jags. Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you just said, Lee, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see for both of those teams the game we didn't talk about, the early game, the 820 game, the Chargers and the Titans. The Titans lose that game, which I think we all probably think they're going to. I don't know yeah. if anyone has a little quick hot take. No. So they would you'd be looking at that scoreboard and it's the winner of this game is going to take the lead in that division. The game would be over by then. Um, so this is this game means a lot, man. Uh, so yeah, I just think it would be a really. I mean, it's a bad look right now after mm-hmm. what happened in with yeah. Blake Bortles. It'd be a really bad look if the to lose to the Texans. The Texans are home. not world beaters. They're yeah. pretty listless right now. They're they're like there's a reason that we can't decide this game between them and the in the in the crappy Jaguars right mm-hmm. now. It's because both these teams there's not a lot of life or energy. I know the Texans have gotten got a little winning streak go, going, but Watson is beat up, and yeah. that team is not. A playoff team, really. They don't look like one. So the Jaguars kind of just have to handle business and do their job at home. So I'm going with them. Lee, do you want to throw out another one? Do you get into some of these afternooners? Yeah, I'd love to get into some of these afternooners. I don't know if I if I want to save this Lions one for you. I think no, I'm we'll gonna, save it for later. Uh, I, I'll save it for later. We don't need to talk too much about it. No, we don't have to. I, I think it's an interesting game. Yeah. That's why I want to bring it up. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and bring up the obvious good matchup of the afternoon that Tommy and I were talking about a few hours ago, actually about the line on it, which is the Saints visiting Baltimore yeah. uh, to play a Ravens team. What is the line? It's two, two plus two for the Saints. Yeah, the, the, the Saints. Ravens are two and a half, I think, point yeah. favorites. Wow. So the Ravens are, yeah, kind of a Jekyll and Hyde, been a Jekyll and Hyde team this year. Some weeks they look like, uh, you know, a top five team in the NFL where they're really clicking on all cylinders and Flacco's getting the ball to where it needs to be. Other weeks it looks like they literally can't score, usually when they're on the road. Um, so this is just going to be an interesting matchup, I think, on both sides. The Saints are a team that has a lot of steam. They're coming off a uh, a long week, if I'm not mistaken, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of headlines to watch in this game. I think these are two teams that could, at this point, both be making the playoffs and are still fighting for a playoff position. Well, I think this so. is a great um, opportunity for the Saints to separate themselves. In the in the NFC South, the we predicted the Panthers to lose, mm-hmm. and if that holds true, the Saints have a great opportunity to jump out to five and one. No other team in the division will be better than three and three, and just put a nice little lead uh, out there for them uh, in a in a five game winning streak since week one and kind of cement themselves as a as a top team. And I mean, if you're the Saints, right? This is a team that always obviously they're not as um, defined as a dome team, but they are a dome mm. team. You know, and they, that doesn't mean they haven't won big games in the past, but Sean Payton offense, Drew Brees, it, it helps that they play half their games in temperature-controlled environments. And so now you got to go outside to Baltimore. It's getting a little more chilly out. It's not mm-hmm. going to be, you know, snowing or sleeting or anything, but it's just, you know, outdoors. Could be a little blustery wind. I'm not really sure of the weather report, yeah. but it'll probably still, be cold. Still, yeah, still going yeah. on the road to Baltimore, and that that stadium is, I think, one of the more underrated um, home field advantages for any team in the league. M and T Bank, uh, so definitely one of one of the better games of the of the weekend. If you if you allow it, you know, I'm going to do risky survivor on the Saints, my team. Really, I, I, you know, I like that. I like yeah. it, man. You guys would give me shit for taking the Browns, but the Saints, that's probably the Yeah, same. but it's the Browns and the Bucks. Like, you're you're yeah. picking the Browns-Buccaneers game as your risk of survivor. I just, it's, what do you I mean? Don't know, there's, not a lot of, there's not a lot of life there. It's just kind of, you know, 
Raymond James fun. is gonna be is gonna be like here. a like a morgue. That place is just gonna yeah, be lifeless. What, and and what's the what is in Hard Rock? What is Hard Rock? What is Hard Rock last week against the Bears? The Dolphins are four and the two. The Dolphins are four and two, and the Bears were three and one. Yeah. You're you're you you are out of your you're out of your element right now. Let me give my take on this on the Saints Ravens game. All right, because uh, I think this is the best matchup of the week. Uh, but you know I'm not gonna say by far. But I think you got arguably. I would agree with you. Okay, well you got the you got the Saints offense, which outside of the Rams, I mean it's definitely a top three, top five offense in the NFL, and the Ravens defense is arguably the best defense in the NFL right now, and I think statistically is. Um, last yeah, they, week, have, they have the least points allowed. Yeah, and last week they had that 11-sack performance against Tennessee on Marcus Mariota. So this is a huge test for both of these teams. Uh, the Saints the, the Saints offense, the Ravens defense, also Joe Flacco and that offense uh, are going to have to put up some points if they want to win this game because I don't think the Ravens are going to be able to hold off the Saints uh, as well as they have been able to. And... To your point, Adam, about this being a huge game for the Saints, I think this is a huge game for the Ravens because if they win this game, they are in a, a midst of a really tight battle in the AFC North, and they also would give them put themselves in a great position to take that next step and be AFC contenders uh, mm-hmm. in that in this that conference, which is a little bit wide open. Uh, so I think this is this is going to be a huge, huge uh, game. I would I want it's best matchup I think yeah. of the week that offense versus that defense. Uh, and I'm with you. I'm not going to make it my risky survivor because I already ch- already took a much riskier pick earlier in Cleveland, <laughs> oh, visiting Tampa Bay. Let's re- uh, so I'm going to take the Saints as well. I think this is also a great opportunity uh, for a confidence win for Baltimore in the way where, you know, I know it's at home, but being able to take down some of the NFC's elite, you know, coming into Baltimore, being able to defend your turf, that's definitely a good feeling. I'm taking the Ravens in this one. I like them. Uh, I know I did pick them in wind spool, so I do have a little bit of bias, but I do genuinely, objectively like the Ravens in this game. I think it'll be a little cold, and I think that they're a team that I predicted to make the playoffs this year, and these are games that they need to win. And I think Harbaugh's job is going to be in jeopardy if they don't go over 500 Ooh. this year. So yeah. I think these are some games where they kind of got to take care of business at home. Uh, the Saints are traveling uh, up to the, like you said, they're not playing in a dome, so the elements will be at uh, at play, I guess, and hopefully the Ravens will come to play, because if they don't, then I might be fading on them as well, because they, if they are the team that people are making them out to be after wins, they need to win this game, so I'm going with the Ravens. Tommy, take us to Landover, FedEx, baby. Ah, uh, jeez, man, I really don't even, I think... I've been literally saying the same thing every week because the Cowboys will have a home game and they'll look so good and they'll look awesome. And I'll be like, wow, this team can compete for the NFC North title and really can compete for a Super Bowl. The NFC is my fault. Um, And then they go out uh, and have play on the road and look awful. And their offense puts up seven points and they get beat by whatever team they play. But, and while I don't think that they're going to be as effective offensively as they were last week against Jacksonville, I do think that they're going to beat the Redskins this week. Um, I think that they're finally starting to hopefully come into form a little bit. I think a big X factor has been Dak's ability to run now. I think he's kind of using his legs a little bit more. And not. I think the Cowboys are starting to know what they have in Dak, and they're not giving them more than they can chew. They're taking the training wheels off the off of their offense, and they're doing a lot more things, getting Zeke involved, and just having him run the ball too. Because that just they're not using him as much of a, as a weapon as I think they need to be and how he was being used in that 2016, his rookie season. Um, so I'm not, I don't really know what to think basically, but I'm just going to follow my gut and uh, take the Cowboys. 
I I mean, my Redskins are sitting up atop the NFC East by a thread. They've only got two losses to their name, and I really like their chances just to really kind of take a lead here in the NFC East and beat the Cowboys at home. Uh, this is always a great rivalry game. I'm surprised that the uh, schedule makers, they flex that Bengals-Chiefs game. You yeah. would think that yeah. they give that classic NBC the NFC the East skins. night. Yeah, you would, you would think that they would, would have flexed that one, but... Uh, or the Browns that. and the Buccaneers. Yeah, or, or that one. God, are we really going to go back yeah. there? <laughs> so, I, I don't know. The Redskins are a team that has, have been up and down, and I, I don't think that they're anything special, but I, I think they have a good chance to at least compete for a wild card spot going into December. And if they're about that, then they have to beat the Cowboys at home. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Yeah, absolutely. I um... DJ Swearinger. I'm at a I'm at a little bit of I'm in an interesting position here because these are two teams that I don't particularly like. I I'm just picking don't, the skins. I don't like I don't like either of them. I think that they're both kind of uh, paper tigers, as as as, as a good <laughs> friend of mine would say. Um, I think that maybe that some people have thought that these teams are a little more competitive than they really are, and their records just based on the division that they're in. Their records are showing that they're still competing for the division. When in reality, I think these are two teams that are. Uh, in the middle of the pack in the NFL. When it comes down to a straight pick I'm going to go with the Redskins. I haven't picked the Cowboys yet this year. I, I was close to doing it just now, but I like Jay Gruden a lot, man. I really yeah. like what the Redskins are doing in terms of – I just think that the – like you said, DJ Swearinger and, and, and uh, the leadership components on that team, they, yeah. they've got vets. they got AP, they've Alex got, Smith. Yeah. And I read a little story about how halftime of the Saints game – uh, Josh Norman had his headphones in when Gruden was talking to them, and he apparently Gruden went up to him and ripped his headphones out of his ears or whatever. And, yeah. and I think that that like was a little bit of a momentum changer mm. in the locker room there. I don't obviously I could be overselling it, but I did read that. I liked hearing that. Yeah. Because not I don't think I think that's a big moment as a coach in a position where you're getting your ass kicked yeah. on the road and you know the Drew Brees game basically, mm-hmm. your star and, player. and your star yeah. player who you're paying a ton of money to is. Uh, Deciding not to listen to you and just blatantly disrespect you, and it's a, it's a moment where you can cower down and do nothing, or you can step up and prove a point and be the leader of your team. So I'm really I'm really glad that uh, Jay Gruden did that, and I'm kind of rooting for him as a coach. If his brother can't succeed uh, this season, I'm hoping he can. <laughs> so I'm going with the Redskins. I have no real feel on this game. I would not be surprised if the Cowboys went into DC and handled business. I think these teams are pretty evenly matched. I think it really should be a good game. So I'm I'm leaning Washington though. Yeah, I will say I would I'm I'm definitely gonna be looking towards if the Redskins can stop the running game basically because they have had trouble stopping the run in the not only Cowboys game but just overall the past two years and this year that's why they drafted Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne back to back years. Uh, so I think that's gonna be huge and it's about time you guys start giving this Cowboys defense some respect. All right, guys, because they're playing great this year and you guys have been constantly. Talking them down since the summer and into the year, and they're really performing this year. You do realize that you've picked against the Cowboys the past three weeks. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that has more to do with their offense. Okay. I was I this whole offseason was I just bashing their defense? I was. Yeah, you were. I said Jeff Heath is unfit to play safety for an NFL team, which I still believe. Sean Lee's injured. I think their defense is. I still. I still think they're. I still. Sean Lee's playing this weekend again. God bless him. I hope he's. I, I hope he. I hope he's okay. I mean, I well, yeah. The Cowboys' defense has been incredible this yeah, year. It's good. the only thing that's kept them alive. Their team is, uh, you know, kind of all over the place, and we'll see what happens. I think this would be a huge win for them. I still, you know, let's uh, let's just talk Lions, Fins. Let's, you know, 
the way I look at this game is, as a Lions fan, if they don't win in Miami, then just pack it in. We're looking towards the draft. Yeah, and, and I'll watch the rest of the games, but it's not going to be anything. Yeah, I completely, I, I completely agree <laughs> so. with that. I was just going to say, I mean, this is a, it's a, we've been talking about this game since before the season. It's kind of a classic Lions, yes, Lions yes, spot. Yes. You're off coming, the bye week, coming off a bye. big win against the Packers. Off the bye, come on, guys, we got it going. We saw oh. what happened to Chicago last week in, in in Miami. If anything near that happens to the Lions, I just won't even be surprised. I, I, I totally think the Lions will win this game. I think they're a better team. I think if you want to talk about a real paper tiger, the, the Dolphins' record, this is a team that I think has 2-4 and four talent with a 4-2 and two record. Brock Osweiler will be starting for the second week in a row. You know, this is just a game where the Lions kind of have to take the game by the throat from the start. Don't be surprised if Frank Gore goes for 17 carries, 150 yards, and two <laughs> touchdowns. Mm. That's, that's what's about to happen. Frank Gore like will, will get out, fresh out of the time machine from 2009, stepping on Hard Rock Stadium, just manning, just manning everybody on the Lions defense. That would be, but I can't. I would never bet on this game. I would no. never. I could never. The, the Lions should win, and you know, I. It should be an interesting matchup, but this is going to be one where it's going to be if I. I, I can safely predict, I think, that the Lions won't take this game by the throat. They won't handle the Dolphins, and it will be a up a score, down a score, or tied in the fourth quarter position yeah. here for one of these teams, and it'll be a close finish. And um, you know what? I might go out on a limb, and I'm going to say this game will be decided by a flag. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and get that on in prophecy now. A flag will this a flag in the fourth quarter is going to decide this game. So I'm going to finish with that. I'm going with the Lions in this one. Totally agree that the season's over if they uh, if they lose. I think the season might already be over, um, even if they win, just because that's just the nature of uh, of the beast. I think so. I, I I've got hope, and I'm I'm picking the Lions. And uh, just a quick shout out to Xavier Howard, cornerback of the of the Dolphins. As a Dolphins, obviously somewhat like the Lions, just teams that don't get a lot of national recognition, and a lot of times their great players don't get recognized. So. In the past, I've complained about Darius Slay not getting enough due yeah. at corner. And so I think Xavier uh, Howard is kind of in that club with uh, yeah, Slay there. he is underrated yeah. for sure. So. Um, I'm, I'm with you guys definitely, too. I'm taking the Lions as well. Um, I'm, I'm just going to take uh, – it's really about Brock, Brock uh, not, not having another good game. That's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. And just I like Stafford, the Lions offense, more than um, this, this Dolphins defense. And – Let's get carry on Johnson the damn ball yeah, this week, all geez. right, man? Seriously. So. And I, I wrote about this on on the back judge that um, I think Marvin Jones is on track to have 17 or so more targets than – it was like 17 to 20 more targets than Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Let, let's flip that. Yeah. Let's flip that script. Kenny, Kenny Galladay is Marvin Jones but better in every facet of the game. So let's just uh, get him the ball more. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think – We've been saying Galladay is uh, is we we got a monster on our hands yeah. here. So I got a question: If the Lions lose this game, God forbid, yeah, would you trade Golden Tate? No, no, no. Why? Why? Do you want to resign him? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. You got to resign. That's the yeah. that you and Connor. Yeah. It's it would be so st- he likes to try. I completely yeah. agree with what I, you were this saying. This is a whole weird thing that everyone's acting like just because he's in the last year of his deal that he can't be re-signed. Like the Lions also have a, a, a team opt out with Marvin Jones too at, at the end of this year. But I, I see no reason why the Lions can't keep Golden Tate 
along with you know Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay next year. Like what what he's shown absolutely no signs of slowing down. Yeah. Like he's Not been he's he has the most receiving yards on the team this year. Doesn't look any different than he has in exactly. years past. So exactly. what, what's the point of get? I saw someone talk about trading him for Taiwan Taylor of the Titans in a fourth round pick. Yeah, the ESPN. Yeah, that. what was that? Yeah. Like, what do you? Yeah. That it's would be terrible. Just absurd. Golden Tate is a guy who's won a Super Bowl. He likes the city. He's like you said. There's been no drop off in his play whatsoever. Yeah. He still is super electric with the ball. He's in his hands. been better. I think yeah. like, honestly, like he's been better. So I so. think that's really silly. It's very. It, that's when I think that people focus too much on contractual things. When it's yeah. Like, let's just get. Let's just figure that out after the season and. And no, I don't think Zeke no, will be no, back no. too. So there's there's yeah. gonna be a ton of cap room to go around. Let's go to Bengals Chiefs. Let's and uh, probably the last good game on the slate. And I'm just gonna pick the Chiefs. I don't know. I don't like the Bengals that much. Still, like it's just Andy Dalton, and yeah. I don't trust Andy Dalton to go into Arrowhead and win. I think last week was so big for the Bengals. I really do. I think that mm-hmm. the fact that they, if they could have won that game, obviously wins are huge, but. For for Pittsburgh to come to Cincinnati yeah. and play them that close, I didn't even realize too that they were ten and one or one of the Steelers are ten and one against the Bengals. That's what I was going to. I minutes. didn't know like, the specifics, but they. Holy I know God. the Steelers. I didn't know it was been, that bad. They did been, not know it was that bad. Yeah, that's like kind of why I picked the Bengals. I thought they were kind of going to buck that trend this year, but that is not the case. And you know, I've I've been I've blatantly disrespected the Chiefs all year, and that that I can't do that this week. I got to pick the Chiefs at home. They've just been too. Exciting to watch, and Mahomes has been everything that that front office dreamed for. So yeah. I think that this is a Chiefs team that we are going to be seeing in the playoffs, and I think to go into Arrowhead and win a game, especially in a primetime position, is a very, very, very hard thing to do. I don't care who you are. So uh, I think that the Chiefs are, are my pick in this one. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs as well. Um, I do think this game might be a little bit closer than – Maybe you guys do. I don't know if uh, I don't know if I'm. I think it should be a decent game. I don't think it'll be a blowout. But. I think it'll be one of those games that it'll be close at halftime, and then the Chiefs will separate. Yeah, I I mean the Bengals defense is not that bad though, and the Chiefs defense is pretty bad. Yeah, I, and, no, that's and, a fair point. And the Bengals offense has potential to really put up. They got. I mean, I've really just I have criminally underrated the Bengals all year, and it's just. Their offensive line is better. They have Joe Mixon is playing well. Tyler Boyd has been playing great as a second fiddle to uh, AJ yeah, that's Green. A great point. Mm-hmm. You're getting John Ross back. I just think this game could be another shootout. You're getting former first round pick John Ross back. Can I, can I make that former, dude a corner already? Man. Former, former top ten pick John Ross is coming back. Um, so I just think this game could be a little bit closer than. Um, you know, maybe you guys think, uh, and I think it could be another big shootout like we saw in New England last Sunday night. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to go with the Chiefs, um, and which should be, a, I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Any last uh, remarks before we wrap this thing up here on any of the games we didn't touch on? Anything you feel like you want to say? Falcons, baby. Falcons, Giants. Do you want to talk about that? I, just, oh, I mean, I, I'm kind of. What a just, terrible Monday night matchup. I would Jason disagree. Jason sucks in the booth. For. What what you, Jason Witten has been getting better every week. Oh. I think Booger's great. I like the I like the little uh, crew that they that they've got. I'm not going to talk about the Giants. I'm just not going <laughs> to do it. Just not going to do it. I, I've I've stepped on my dick too many times before to, to even bring up the Falcons are going to win. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I, uh, Falcons are going to win, and 
I, I think this is going to be Saquon's biggest game of his, of his year. Yeah, well, well yeah, God I bless him. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I mean, if, the, well, let's see, if, the guy's clearly amazing at football. There's no, no, there's no arguing if, yeah, that. If they can't push the, the ball downfield a little bit against the Falcons, Falcons yeah. secondary, I don't know. I mean, why would they be able to, though? Yeah. Seriously, why would they be able to? They haven't done it once all year against anybody they played. I know the Falcons secondary isn't great, but they're still an NFL team. Like, they're, 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 they need a win. They're at home. Primetime game. Like, the Giants will not score more than 20 points, or maybe they'll score 21 and they'll lose. I let a season. God, a season. Is he even on the team? Yeah. They drafted – Davis <laughs> Webb is gone. He's yeah. on the Jets. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. It's like, oh, my goodness. How can we be saying these things? Yeah, I know. How can we be saying that right after Davis Webb is drafted in the third round that that's an awful pick? Why are they doing that? Why aren't they bolstering their offensive line? And then he gets cut a year later, and those people still have their jobs. It's just well, – they don't. But. Jerry Reese doesn't, but yeah, whatever. Point taken. But then, but then the new regime came in and did the same exact crap. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that is, that should be it. That's it for me. I don't know. Do you guys have yeah, any, no, I, any last uh, any last words here? Forever hold your peace. No, I'm uh, I'm all. It, it should be. You know, it's not. It's crazy week. It should no. be. You know. But I mean, it's it's mid season, baby. Yeah. I mean, some teams got got to start separating from the pack a little bit. Yeah. Next week we got our, or I guess the week after next would be our mid season review. We got yeah. Derek Anderson, man, going to Indy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it, you know, you want a risky? You want to put the risky survivor? You want to make two of them? Maybe do a little <laughs> risky survivor parlay between the two marquee matchups. Brown, Browns and Bills risky survivor parlay. <laughs> What are you guys going to pay me out for that? <laughs> a slap uh, to the face. Uh, uh, actually, I kind of, I just want to make, I'm kind of interested in the Rams 49ers game. I'm not, I'm really happy it's not on the, the, the primetime slot, but just it's going to be a great game to flip over between the Cowboys games and the Saints game. Um, I think this game could be a lot closer than people think. I think this is Kyle Shanahan. It'll be a great game to flip over to until it's 21-0 in no, the no, second no. quarter. Kyle Shanahan <laughs> Kyle Summer 2017. Stay scheming, baby. Have a good week. Later, guys. <laughs>